All right, we'll get started uh, for something. I did not really intend for this to be a three-lesson, three-part series, but it's just the way it, uh, way it worked out. <clears throat> we looked at, uh, we're still looking at God, and we are finite people trying to understand the infinite. That's hard in itself. Uh, we don't have the capability. Um, I've oftentimes thought about, you know, how many memories of the old computers, when you told the old computers to do like five things at once, it would just lock up. Yeah. And just like the old computers, the old well, some of the new ones probably do too. But 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 you tell it to do something, and a little circle just sits there and goes round and round and round, and, and never refreshes. Yeah, it just do that. It's ridiculous. But you see stuff like that, and I said this is how our minds are. When we get overloaded with stuff, it's just like we freeze up like the computer. You know. I've got what the statistics say the human mind works at 10% capacity or 15, maybe at the best. You know, the reason I believe we have to have a glorified body when we get to heaven as well as we see the beauty and the majesty and the holiness of God. I think our mind would literally explode if we saw it with our brains the way they are now. We have to have a glorified body. Number one, it'll be holy. Number two, it will be imperishable it won't get sick it won't die but number three i think it's the brain because when you see god and his beauty and his majesty and his holiness I, otherwise i think it would make our brains self-destruct but anyway so that's why we're I, I use that as an illustration saying we're trying to understand god but we are a finite being trying to understand the infinite we'll never quite do it but we can try, and that's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. That's what we'll finish today. So we saw the apologetics of how do you argue the fact of God. Well, you really can't. You just have to have faith. We saw the absolutes. He's indescribable. He's indivisible. He's inseparable. He's immutable. But then we saw the attributes. I know we did his holiness. Really, that's not so much a description, uh, but that is actually who God is, along with love. Um, God is complete holiness. He's complete love. Hey, Dr. Luke. Uh, then we see his mercy. Luke, Luke's, for those who don't know, I don't know if I've never told you, Luke's our Sunday school superintendent, so he does a little head count, keeps records. We looked at his mercy. I know we looked at that. We used Cortland. I may have jinxed him. <laughs> we used Cortland uh, as an example, his mercy of us not getting what we deserve but rather looking at God's grace that we get what we don't deserve. We, we took a couple of requests Wednesday nights for a song. I think most of all of you were there Wednesday. Um, I know Miss Cindy was a little under the weather. But Luke's favorite song is Amazing Grace. And uh, I think, you know, as it's been said, it's the national anthem for the Christians. And uh, when you, I looked at it a little bit different Wednesday night as we were singing it because we didn't get what we deserve, but rather we got something we didn't deserve, and that's the amazing part of it. Maybe Cortland deserved a little walking, but instead he goes and gets Dairy Queen. He's been good. He's been good. Well, good. I didn't jinx him too bad. Hey, we've all been kids. We've all got moments, and I have a feeling he was rather rambunctious too. So what? What did I do wrong? <laughs> you know you, what I'm saying? You married. You married him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was ADD. I couldn't sit still for nothing. I still can't. 
but that's okay. Um, so we saw his grace. We see his patience, and I, I, I know we did that, that the Lord is long-suffering, but he's not forever suffering. Then we saw, I, didn't we talk about the aseity of God? That he's was got, the last thing. Okay, that, oh, I was thinking it was. That's the last thing uh, that we looked at, but he is the only person in all of eternity that has life-giving power in himself. You know, Jesus couldn't stay dead because he was God. Through the Holy Spirit, that he was brought back to life. Uh, Jesus had to lay down his life because he would have never died. Because the Bible says the soul that sinneth shall die. Well, Jesus never sinned, but he willingly laid down his life for us. And so we see uh, the aseity of God. And so we're going to pick up with G this morning, the sovereignty of God. Um, just means he's in complete control at all times and will never lose that control. Um, for by him, Colossians 1.16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities of powers. This is talking about angelic and demonic realms. Now, we don't, a lot of Baptist churches don't talk about this, but there's more out there than what we can see, and I'm not talking about Martians, okay? You know, some people believe there might be life on other planets, particularly I don't. I um, don't believe in it now. Huh? Never, I believe they're believing it now more than ever. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I like what President Trump said. He said, I hope to goodness there is not life on other planets because it was the United States would feel led to give to them. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are things in the other realm that we can't see that are there. And that's angelic beings. That's demonic beings. I believe it's real. I believe in guardian angels 100%. And I always say, if you've ever rode with me, you will too. Because <laughs> uh, I can take you up some of them crooked roads back back my way, and, and I can make you uh, uh, um, understand the um, guardian angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget. I was driving Alan through that one day, and I looked. Alan was as white as your shirt you're wearing, <laughs> and I realized then I need to back it down a little bit. But anyway, um, there are angels. There's demons. Um, but God created all of that. And verse 17, he is before all things, which talks about his eternal existence, his being, and by him all things consist. You know, nothing happens by accident. That's one thing I've learned the last year, if I've never learned it before. Yes, even the, the scam of the election. Yeah, God had to allow it because he's in such control. He could have stopped it. So, well, why didn't he? Well, look how America's shook their fist in his face for years. I mean, killing all the unborn babies, doing away with the, the sanctity of marriage. You know, if, 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 if the government that's in power now had their way, they'd do away with heterosexual marriage. They're trying to substitute. So people have shook their fist in God's face. And so uh, he's allowing America to have what it wanted. There's a post going around Facebook that talks about that, talking about how um, everybody's believing that it's Jesus giving everybody a second chance to come to him. They're, he's giving them an example of how bad things can get. 
Oh, yeah. Well, well, you look at the nation of Israel. They were his people. God gave them leaders such as Moses, Aaron, Joshua, all of those. But what did the people want? They wanted a king. Okay? And the people, they wanted a king so much, God said, finally, I'll give you what you asked for. And he gave him King Saul, and look how that turned out. But in his grace, the second king was awesome. King David followed King Saul. But God, God sometimes will grant what you want. But then once you get it, you'll realize you don't want it. Because what he had was so much better. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that very well could be. Uh, again, he's long-suffering. He's not forever suffering. But he is in complete control of everything. Sickness, health, he's in control of it all. I always, I always love this verse. Proverbs 8, 29, when he gave to the sea his decree, the waters could not pass his commandment when he appointed the foundations of the earth. One thing I like going to the beach, I really don't like the beach, just me. I don't like sand. Maybe I'm a little bit like Austin. I talk, I talk, they're talking about little girls changing clothes five or six times a day. Austin changing socks that much a day. Um, I don't like sand and seashells. I've got tender feet. I wear shoes everywhere. Okay, but I do like going to the beach for one thing, just looking at that ocean yeah. and looking at what God does. I love going to the mountains to see the beauty. I love going to the oceans to see the beauty. But every time I think about that, I, my mind goes back to this verse. Literally, he commanded the sea that it could not go one inch or one centimeter farther than what he allows it to. That'll, that'll boggle your mind. If there's a tsunami, it means he allowed it to happen. If it's an earthquake, he allowed it to happen. Um, you'd say, well, why would God allow something like that? Sometimes to wake pe people up and help them examine themselves. You know, I've always said this. What was it, Katrina that hit New Orleans? They say New Orleans is one of the wickedest places on earth. I've never been... I mean, I, I think I, I have been to Michigan because we had some kinfolk there. I have been to Florida because we went to Disney World. So I guess I have been as far north and south as you can get just about. But I've never been a lot of places. And New Orleans is a place I wouldn't go if you give me a ticket. I'm supposed to say there's a lot of gays there. Oh, I'm sure it is. Gays there there huh? Oh, yeah. Look at Mardi Gras. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad, my dad, who was a pretty decent moral guy, and then the Lord saved him. Um, I remember he said back in the military's days, they used to go, they had been down Bourbon Street. And Dad said, what you would see in storefront windows, I can't talk about. Now, my dad said that. Well, I heard that from somebody. I, I mean, so mm -hmm. when that Katrina hit, it literally destroyed New Orleans. Could that have been God trying to wake people up to realize, hey, man, you know, this life, you know, is, is very short and you better get your priorities in order. Somebody said, well, that's a love, that's a, that's a mean God. No, God could have just wiped them off the planet. God could have sent them to hell, but he yet he give them an opportunity to get saved and uh, to get things right. But that's the sovereignty of God. Everything happens for a reason. And sometimes we got to realize we, we, we I, I say we, I can say me, I take myself too seriously. 
Because I got to understand, this ain't my show. God's going to bring about what he wants to be brought about because it's for our good and for his glory. And so to understanding the sovereignty of God, he is control and the creator of all things at all times. Uh, then, well, then we get into the three, uh, as it talks about God, um, the omniscience, the omnipresence, and the omnipotence of God. And we'll, first we'll get to the omniscience of God. That means simply he uh, knows everything. He knows everything. He even knows your thoughts and intents of your heart. Aren't you glad we can't read each other's minds? <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. I certainly am. Uh, you know, because, wow, we're, 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 we are wicked people at best, and at best we are wicked people without Christ is what I'm talking about. Now we've got the Holy Spirit. We can still be wicked people, but we've got something that governs it. But God knows everything. Somebody read, if you would, Job 37, 14. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Dost thou know when God disposed them and caused the light of his cloud to shine? Dost thou know the balancing of clouds, the wondrous works of, of him which is perfect in knowledge? Perfect in knowledge. He is complete. He knows everything. He knows, man, he said, talking about the rain yesterday. We needed the rain. We do. What's it saying? April showers bring May flowers. These blossoming flowers, these budding trees, they need moisture. Um, I don't know if Nate's grass needed any because it's, it's going on up there. But uh, uh, Nathan's lawnmower broke down, so we're, we're bringing it back to life. I think we've got it now. At least I hope we do. And uh, so uh, God knows when we need rain. He knows when we need sun. He, he, he knows everything. And thank goodness he gives the doctors wisdom on how to even treat. You know, I think about Cindy, what all she went through this week. Uh, you know, God God knows everything. He is perfect in knowledge. First uh, John 3.20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. Why? Because he knows all things. You know, this is mind-boggling. God knows you better than you know you pretty deep but it's true y'all didn't have one y'all can share if you don't mind getting close to Nate though <laughs> um you better not after all this time oh yeah oh I hear you <laughs> rough date night last night no, I'm just kidding <laughs> um God knows everything um he knows us better than we know ourselves. All right, let me put my papers back in order. I had been looking to the right, and I started looking to the right, and I was looking at the wrong page. Uh, God knows our hearts. So um, understand this. God knows everything. All right, the omnipresence of God means the presence or the essence of God, because his spirit is actually everywhere. Somebody read Psalms 139, verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I believe this is David, the psalmist, writing there. He's talking about where can I go to get away from you, God? He said, God, you're everywhere. Yes, the, the, the hardest one that we, we understand is uh, where he says, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Um, that very well may be speaking of the grave there, uh, but even I believe the goodness of God will even be in hell. I really do. Because people... In, people yeah, great, great, great question. Yeah, that's right. When people are in hell, I believe... This is one of my convictions. I don't know 100% that I can prove it. When a person rejects the gospel of Jesus Christ and they are in hell for eternity, they will remember that they had an opportunity to accept Jesus and they turned it down. Okay, so like in hell, they're going to remember that. But when they go to heaven, they're not going to remember uh, the people down here. They're just going to be happy. Right. Sure. Sure. Well, if you read Luke chapter 18, it's either 16 or 18. I can't never sort those down. The story of Lazarus and the rich man. Remember, the rich man could see into heaven and see Lazarus, Mm -hmm. but Lazarus could not see back into hell. God said, uh, is a great great gulf fixed between you. Um, The um, bell ring early, but we're going to keep going. Um, Literally, I think, People will remember God. They will remember His grace that they that they just ignored. Um, I believe people will remember their own sin when they're in hell too. Well, if a drug addict rejects Christ and goes to hell, he'll still want drugs, but he'll never be able to get that. Um, I think his memory will be there. So the goodness of God will be there, but it will be no chance to accept that. I guess He wants them to know what they did could have had. Yeah, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the omnipresence of God. Then we see the omnipotence of God. The omnipotence means the all-power or all-powerful. All right. So he has all knowledge. He's ever-present. Then we see he's all-powerful. Someone read Colossians 1.16, if you would. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, were, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Okay, I didn't realize I used this verse a few verses earlier, but it really brings you back to think all things were created by him, whether they be in heaven. I mean, you think about our solar system. Now, I never was good at science, but I loved astronomy. Astrology. Astrology. What's the difference? I can't never remember that. No, it's astronomy. Astrology is the zodiacs. Okay. And astronomy is stars. Astronomy is Okay, so astrology is the, the science. Okay, 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 I got you. And while, while we're there. That's, that's what the... While we're there, I cannot miss it. How they go with your... Oh, yeah. While we're there, I cannot pass this up. I hope none of you... <laughs> If you read your horoscope, I hope none of you take it serious. <laughs> okay? I will say I read it once in a while, but I never take it serious. Okay. I, I'm just dying. I'm not dying, but I'm just, I got to look at it. When they, that's all. That's yeah. 
Let me see what Leo says about me. Yeah, well, I uh, I don't even know what I'm I am. Gonna, I'm not going to I think I'm a Sagittarius because I think that's in December. But anyway. I'm a Sagittarius. Okay, well, I look at it this way. Yeah, I'm in the first part of December, so I think I'm Sagittarius. I don't know and I don't care because it ain't coming true. You can go down to the Chinese restaurant and you could get a fortune cookie and you got just as good a chance as that coming true as you go to your, uh, your uh, whatever you get, your horoscope. God is in complete control. I don't even believe in luck. I mean, I think you're, God, you are free to make your own decisions. Um, but God knew you were going to make that decisions, and the outcome has already been pre- already set in order. And he just, he just, he's omniscient. He knows it all. He's all powerful. He's ever present. So just understanding, God knows everything. He's everywhere, and He's all powerful. If we're not careful, one thing I've learned over the last number of years, we think Satan has the same things. He does not. Satan is not all powerful. He's not ever present. He's not all knowing. Just because he is a being, he is a created being. God didn't originally create for him to be Satan. He created him to be an angel, but through his pride, he failed. So when we pray out loud, mm-hmm. Satan can hear us. Yeah. But we pray silently, he can't. Right. Yes, right. correct. Correct. So sometimes you want to pray for something. And if you ever feel the presence of a demonic spirit, which I have. Uh-huh. Yes. The biggest thing you do is start talking about Jesus. Stop. In the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus <laughs> thank him for his blood, his sacrifice. That Satan has to get away. Uh, I was in bed one night a number of years ago, and I woke up and I felt like chains were around my shoulders. And I felt, I honestly felt the presence of a demon. And I got up and I started just praising God and thanking him for Jesus and that blood. And all, and all of a sudden, I just felt a weight lift off of me. I've done that before, but man, right before we started going to church and even after, he had that experience quite a few times, mm-hmm. and he didn't really actually believe it was that. And then all of a sudden, when we, I said, Manny, rebuke him in the name of Jesus, and he'll flee. And he started doing that whole thing. He would get up, and he said, I rebuke you, G- I rebuke you, devil, in the name oh, of Jesus. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he said, it works. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, because <laughs> Satan hates Jesus so much. He yes. knows He knows he's defeated through Jesus. But, but I, I actually felt like I, I couldn't even move. Sure. Yeah, that's way it is. Sure. Yeah. And, and I couldn't yep. talk. I, I was like mm-hmm. trying to get things out and I couldn't yep. talk. Yes, sir. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's scary. It is scary. <laughs> and uh, I had something happen. That was about, I, I'd come to Riverview. That was probably five, six years ago. Then I just had it happen a couple years ago. And I think Hunter had it the next day. It was just weird. But anyway, it's real. But Satan can't. We are no match for Satan. Your, what you're talking about, Lazarus, is uh, Luke 16, 19. 16, okay, 16. 16 I can't remember if it's 16, 19. Yeah. I don't know why. My, dis- my dyslexia, I can't remember passages. Um, the next thing we see is the truthfulness of God. John 17, 17, Jesus is praying to God the Father here. He says, sanctify them or set our believers, uh, set them through thy truth, set them apart, sanctify them through thy truth for thy word is true. First um, John five twenty, we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even His Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. You know why? I, you know why I quit watching news? 
is when I realize they're not telling you the truth, they're telling you what they want you to hear. It's a false narrative. They're controlling the airwaves. I thought, why am I going to get upset? Why am I going to lose my cool? Why am I going to worry about something that I know is not true? So if I get in this blessed book right here, I find peace and comfort and hope because this is true. We are truly one in Christ Jesus. And so uh, God is true. You want to know what's true? It's what he gave us here. That Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. Uh, that's true. Everything else either can be a lie or is a lie. Uh, so we see the truthfulness of God. Then to the last part, we see the wrath of God. Now there has to be opposites of everything. If there's light, there's got to be dark. If it's heat, it's got to be cold. If it's wrong, it's got to be right. You know, everything in life has a parallel. Well, God, since he is a holy God, he has to judge sin and wrong or he would not be holy. But he's long-suffering. He don't want to. I believe that from my heart. But yet he has to. Um, Hebrews 10, 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much of a sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, that's Jesus, who had counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified and holy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. You've heard me say a lot over the last year or so, a person who dies and goes to hell, they did it in spite of the goodness and the grace and the mercy and the preaching and the preachers and the internet ministries and radio ministries. They've done everything to die in spite of that. So if somebody under the law of Moses, which was the Old Testament, died without mercy, how much more um, uh, will he uh, have to be judged who, who despise what God has done for him? Verse number 30, For we know him that saith, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, or I will repay, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You know, uh, if, I could, if I could have, if, 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 I, if I ever had a ministry, if God ever opened the door for me to be a traveling preacher, which I'm not looking to leave. I don't know what God has planned down the road. We may not even be here. But if I did, and if I had one message I'd want the world to hear, it would be simply, prepare to meet God. I mean, prepare. I looked at this pandemic, and man, I saw people, literally, I went into Food Line about the time it hit, and y'all heard this story. I seen, there was no buggies. You barely found a parking spot. This is on 41. I walked into Food Line, there was no buggies, Every register was open and people were lined up down the aisles almost to the back of the store. I will never forget that to the day I die. Because when you tell people to get ready for a virus, they did it. They got ready for the ice storm by getting all the generators at Lowe's. Lowe's sold 600 generators in one week. But you don't want to get ready for eternity? Hello? God is a just God. And sin has to be punished, or he would cease to be God himself. I was like, I was like, that's what I just said. You got that.
Yeah, it is. I, I it said, is. I said, yep, so you I did. said, if people feared going to hell as much as they fear the coronavirus, more people would be coming to Jesus. Yeah, yep, sure did. <laughs> yep. I think I responded amen, didn't I? Yeah. I think I did. Mm. It's horrible, but anyway. Well, Nate Dog closes in prayer, and we'll get ready for our level clock service. Dear God, thank you for this day you've given to us, Lord. And thank you for bringing us all together, Lord, and be able to learn more about you. And thank you for being able to study all your attributes, Lord, to be able to learn more about you. And Lord, as we go into the 11 o'clock service, you would just give Pastor Daniel the words that you'd have him to speak today, Lord. And if anybody comes today that's not saved, Lord, that you would touch, the, touch their hearts and bring them to you today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.